Hello, D-Dogs. We're here, your unsponsored podcast from your main dogs, Jody and Apple Farmer Tommy, um, live and well with a new show. Jody, um, I listened to the show that you did last week with uh, Max, our uh, sponsored pro athlete through uh, the Patreon, the money that we don't keep, but what we um, flow back into the triathlon society. We're like Robin Hood, aren't we? Yeah, we are. Take- we are flipping Robin Hood, but we didn't. We it's not. Yeah, yeah, we are like a Robin Hood. But one thing, what, what stuck to my mind was you sat during the podcast. You recorded on a Tuesday. That on the Wednesday you had your first day ever as Daddy Judy's, and Laura was going back to work. Now I remember I called you uh, on Wednesday, and I think it was just when. Um, chaotic hour or what was like absolute carnage hour started to kick in and i wanted to know how was your first daddy day yeah that was was that in the afternoon when you called then it must have been in the afternoon she only wants to drink breast milk there were like 10 things happening it felt like it it sounded like war was going on you were in a war zone (laughs) it was it was all right right, but yeah it was getting like a war zone then because i started at like nine o'clock something like that 20 past nine that was when i clocked on um and then Laura was like doing like house visits. So she came back at lunchtime and um, I tried feeding her before Laura came back a bit and she was not taking it from a bottle. She was like, no, no, no. Yeah. <laughs> then luckily Laura came back at lunchtime and like fed her and then it was all right. And then I had her then until like five o'clock and it, well, I was going running at five o'clock. So I had her until like basically a friend was coming around at about half four to five. And then he was going to look after her for the last hour because it would have got dark. Like when I was going for a run to Techno was coming as well. And you must have been ringing around this time because I tried feeding her around like 10 past four, 20 past four. Because you could tell she was hungry, but she weren't taking it. But she was kicking off. She's like thinking, no, I only want the boobs. I only want the boobs. Um, <laughs> She's <and> like, no. <laughs> <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so she was like that. And then Camus, the guy that was going to look after her, came around at like half four. And I, we were both trying to give her a bottle and she weren't taking it and then it was like kicking off and I'm like oh what do I do like I'm meant to be going out running now and then but it felt <laughs> bad like ditching him with her when she's like getting did like it, proper did it stress you out like this like I can't I can't finish it like this but I need to go for my run uh I'm, um, I, I need to not really I wasn't really that stressed out um and then I I, I said to him like are you all right? Like, would you be, will you be all right? And he was like, yeah. <laughs> and then uh, he had to, he, we, we, and he was kind of like, yeah, yeah, I'm all right. So we kind of left. And then luckily for him, Laura came back a bit earlier. So he only had her for 10 minutes, but it was kicking off like a war zone. Cause you imagine she's hungry, but she's not having it from the bottle. She's thinking you're trying to set is, me up with this. Is uh, because I'm inexperienced in this whatsoever, but would you say um, feeding a, a baby is like, uh, a newbie triathlete during an Ironman, they go past the eight stations. They don't want any of that until they bunk. Yeah, yeah. Basically, that's that's pretty much what it's what it's like. And then they're moaning they got no energy, and you're yeah. like, well, you should have took someone earlier. You know, it's your own fault. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, yeah. It's not like a dog, mate, where they just suck up everything you give to them. You know, you put the food on the floor for a dog, and that's it. It's gone. We're dogs. We're dogs. <laughs> yeah, it's not like us dogs. <laughs> but is it what what do you do if she doesn't want to eat what uh what's the what if she's then... hungry but she won't eat it do you mean yeah? like that well you're fucked like that's that's like that's uh that's basically you getting screwed over mate like 
does that mean you're trying again later or do you give something else what she does want or uh uh just hope she doesn't really kick off really you know like there's not much you can do just uh you're basically fucked like and you're just hoping that she the time goes and uh the 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 mom gets back before before she goes to all hell breaks out but does arabella eat when laura's there what from a bottle yeah yeah no, or, or... She, no, no, definitely okay, not. Okay, not like, all about all. Okay, okay. Like, she's got more chance mm-hmm. of taking it when I'm there, but when the, when when Laura's there, she's like, no, I know there's something better. I know. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> all right, fair enough. Have you got any highs and lows then this week? I just went for a swim, mate, in the pool, and uh, I like I was checking out the uh, in my you know in top gear they used to say like the, my reasonably pr- the reasonably priced car that they would get you to uh, go around the track in have yeah. you heard that have you seen yeah, that yeah definitely I, I, my my pool I'm going to refer to as my overly overpriced pool because it's just so flipping expensive to use that you're a bit like worried like oh do I heat it a little bit I'm, I might need to get a remodel oh you mean the the, the 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 um Indoor pool, your or what's it called? Your limitless pool, unlimited just, pool. What is just it? Just call it the money pit. Just call it the hole in the ground. Um, the money pit, like sucks the sucks you sucks you dry, mate. Um, but I went, but it is quite handy in the fact that it's got mirrors in there and stuff. And I went for a little swim anyway, and uh, so far so good. I haven't had any complaints from the neighbours. I was like trying to do a few sprints at the end, but um, <laughs> yeah, the complaints haven't haven't come in just yet. I mean, you know what it's like for any new listeners; they wouldn't have heard the drums and this, but this caused a lot of dramas, didn't it? When I got it, I think they've just accepted it. I think. Oh no, they definitely haven't accepted it because one of them saw me outside the house the other week, <laughs> and she moaned about the dogs. You and your dogs and that pond in the garden. She said, <laughs> <laughs> "You and your dogs." Yeah, but maybe she was referring to uh, techno and uh, the fifth century <laughs> <laughs> with you and your dogs. <laughs> Half a pensioner mate's left us. He's moved. He's in what? North now. He's moved. Yeah, he lives from like forty k's away now. Oh, you got to be kidding me! Wow, holy it's, shit! That's yeah. gonna be drama for you then. I know he said the training was too easy for him, so he's gone to find some better athletes. He said. He said after he said I didn't, I I wasn't training with you to get thirty or fifth for to get sixty something place in Nice. So uh, if that's all you've got, you're not going to push me to get the results. So he's moved. He's gone to Sheringham. To be to be fair, he was a quite a regular training partner with you, wasn't he? Yeah, he was. Yeah, but that's like, quite a shame that he's moved up. Is it because um, he wanted to enjoy his? Uh, <laughs> I don't want to be too brutal, but last few nice years of his pension uh, uh, down the coast, because that's not where North North Norfolk is, or is that where he came from? What What's the deal? I think he said there's a good retirement home out there with yeah, yeah, exactly. the sea, oh, right, yeah. and he got a space in it, so he's uh, he's he's taken him up on it. He gets uh, three meals a day cooked for him. He gets taken around in a wheelchair so he can save his legs after training. He goes out training hard on the turbo, and yeah. when he's fucked, instead of uh, and he wants to go for a walk, he lets them push him around in a wheelchair along the promenade. Are you kidding me? No, honestly, like it's a, it's a, such an amazing thing. Like, wouldn't you love to do that? You know, you batter yourself on the on the bike, and you think, oh, I wouldn't mind going for the cafe for, in the town. Yeah. But you can't be asked to walk. Well, the carers just push him in the wheelchair, mate. To be it's... fair, I think that would be the best all-inclusive training resort you can have. Well, yeah, that's why he's gone there. Views of the sea. He's living the dream, mate. Honestly, he's literally living so, the dream. Because up there. even sometimes when you're – I've had times where I was so flipping fatigued that I had trouble standing in the shower. Yeah. And in so these homes, imagine... they, even, they can sometimes even shower people. 
Yeah, so <laughs> I don't know if he's taken him up on that yet, but that could be next, depending on how uh, how much in the K-hole he is. But getting pushed around in the wheelchair to a cafe for a nice, like, smoothie, coffee, whatever he wants, probably get, knowing him, he probably gets, like, a uh, a roast dinner or something like that. Or like, Is he really, uh, is he really going into uh, one of them homes there? Yeah, yeah, yeah. He reckon there's some nice girls in there as well who he's staying with, some nice birds, as he referred to them as. Did you, um, but do you really uh, uh, pity this, that he's... Uh... I'm gutted, mate. I'm gutted, but you know, he's gone there and he's uh, he's living the dream up there. So you know, you've got to feel happy for him, haven't you? But it's disappointing. Who is, who's the next training partner then? Um, you've got well, a, a quite specific range. One is needs to have a beard and it needs to be pretty old and fit. So I know people that fit that profile. Well, unless I go snooping around the local retirement homes or nursing homes and seeing what I can find, you know, I might be able to drag a few (laughs) of them out, few of them out. You know, they've got all the time in the world. It's just whether or not they've got the, uh, whether or not they're fit enough to do the odd session here and there. Uh, (laughs) To be honest, I am quite surprised that um, the fit pensioner, or a powerful pensioner never had something like a heart stroke or something. Yeah. <laughs> Lee said that as well. Yeah. Uh, my friend, he's like, you're killing I've, seen, I've seen some videos where I was like, holy damn. If you want to convince people that the body is quite capable of something, you should see some videos of the powerful pensioner around the track at 72 years old. So how, is, how old is he? 72 or something? 77. 77. Fuck. Yeah, crazy. <laughs> Yeah, that is crazy. <laughs> um, but yeah, now he's. Uh, but I, yeah, now training wise, I've been training with a few of the local guys in the run club for some of the sessions, which is quite good. Uh, but I was training with a few of them anyway. Like, um, but biking, that swimming is fine. Like, there's uh, techno. He's still coming along. Uh, Josh Holman, he's swimming pretty decent. Me and him are pretty even, so that's really good for us. Like, we both push each other. Yeah. Um, but I, I, I just need some people for cycling, really. That's where that's where you're a bit like left on your uh, loan, unless I meet like uh, powerful pension on the coast. Because obviously, if you're doing a long ride, you can. Just what about a local there. cycling club? Yeah, I think I need to check that out really and see. Uh... Mate, you have been in Norwich for how many years? You have, yeah, you, I know. You've never checked but... it out on an easy ride just to see what the level is. Yeah, uh... but I went out with some of them before, and you see some of them at races, and they weren't the standard wasn't that high. Um, okay. So, uh, so that was why. But you know that was years ago. It might things might have changed in the last five years, mightn't they? Four or five years. Yeah, maybe, maybe. Uh, have you got another low or a high? Another low. Um, well, um, God, really, not really. To be honest, what about you? Um, I haven't really got a high or a low. Um, I would say my lowest that I've just not been having a lot of time to train, like not a lot, like not what? at all. What was some? There must have been some drama on the weekend when you're doing the apple farming. Um, what time do you set your alarm? Like, talk us through a day because everyone hears you about you working on the apple farm, and I, I, I've spoke to you about it, but I still have no fucking clue what the hell you actually do on this farm. So, talk me through <laughs> what a Saturday well, is. Like, what time does your alarm go, and what what do you right. do? I want to hear a day well, in the life. A day in the life. So. Either on, it depends. Uh, sometimes we work Friday, Saturday, Sunday. Sometimes it's Saturday, Sunday, Monday. If it's Saturday, Sunday, Monday, so like last week, I do my last training session on a Friday evening where I do a one and a half to two hour swim. That's always the big swim with with the squat. Um, then I go to bed. Then the next day I wake up at 4.30 a.m. I drive over to my parents for 90 minutes. 
Then I'm there at 5.30, am I saying that correct? At 5, uh, 6 a.m. We've got the van ready. How can we'll you pick- be there at 6 o'clock when you wake up at 4.30 and it's a 90-minute drive? Immediately in the car, boom. Like what, you literally get out and straight in the car. You don't have any breakfast, nothing. Nothing. I only brush my teeth and boom, gone. Yeah. What do you do for food then? Uh, I'll just have brekkie at something like seven or eight because it's just oh, too right. early. So, so you literally set your alarm and you boom in the car and you're there for six o'clock. Close on, brush teeth in the car. And then, um, oh, I've got, by the way, a low. I've got a low. Um, but in the car. Then uh, um, we're loading the van up because on a Saturday, we so we, we either uh, have got our own location where we've got the machinery or because we've got a mobile machinery built on a big trailer or we move the trailer to like a different location so we can uh, work from there and have like a different piece of the market, you know, because uh, there's uh, it's like a big area where people have got a lot of apples. So sometimes you right. need to travel. So, say so you... on a, we start on, a, on Saturday, 6 a.m., loading the truck up, and then we're driving away from there. It's so probably like 30 minutes. Um, then we start the day. And then it's basically from 7 a.m. that we work till like when it's done. Sometimes it's 9, sometimes it's 10. But you're yeah. saying... You're working there. So what happens? Like a farmer comes up to you and he says, oh, I've heard you're juicing apples. Here's some, like, can you sort yeah, them so out? There's like- the, <clears throat> so there's three kinds of different people that rock up. It could be either you who has like, so you're a private person, you've got a couple of apple, apple trees, but you need to have at least a hundred kilos. Or it could be like a, uh, uh, a uh, um, sometime like, like a charity where, that, some, where, where the old pension is going. Uh, they've got these farms where uh, like either disabled people go or old, older people and they've got like a lot of apple trees and they bring then their apples, we press them for them and then they sell the juice themselves. So they've got older people have got something to do or disability, uh, people with disability have got something to do throughout the week. Um, or we've got businesses, meaning a fruit farmer that's got excess fruit. So normally the harvest season is between August and September and all the fruit that isn't suitable for supermarkets. So that's got like, uh, I wouldn't say rotten, but rotten, but more like- <laughs> So the rotten pot. apples, you're, you're basically juice a load of rotten apples for them and <laughs> here you go. No, but a lot of apples just get thrown away normally. Uh, and yeah. uh, um, just the one with brown spots, they say, or, or wrong shapes or all that, they uh, turn it into juice. All right, uh, and that's literally what we do. And then, from six or seven a.m. to like nine p.m. in the evening, then we come back. We need to clean the machinery. It's another two hours, so we're done at eleven p.m. Then the next day, we press our, our own place on a Saturday or on a Sunday and on a Monday, and we start at six a.m. in the morning till like nine p.m. We need to clean the machinery for two hours. So I'm busy. I'm literally working fifteen hours a day, sixteen hours a day. So we've been, I've been having this one over seven years, and I've. So over the last couple of years, when I did triathlon, I always ended my season the beginning of September, and this was my off season working at the uh, the apple farm. And nowadays, it's just got way too busy, so uh, I, I can hardly train. I've got still got Cozumel, but I'm literally training four days a week. I'm running like thirty days, thirty uh, k a week. I'm cycling like two hundred k's, and uh, I'm doing like three, four swims. So would you say, off that training regime, that if you beat any pros, they should be embarrassed? Um, especially because I've also had uh, not had the best preseason, so I've got no basic what basis whatsoever, and no uh, um, that I'm, I, I have been contemplating yesterday whether I should even race Cozumel. What would yeah, be, be better, honest. not racing so far this season, or racing than having free DNFs? 
Yeah, I, I said that to you today, didn't I? I said, yeah. mate, I don't even know what's worse, like racing a couple of Ironmans and did not finish all of them or uh, not being able to race at all. Um, I, 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 I don't know, to be honest. I don't know. I, I, but I think the, I'll, the, I would probably go for the not racing over 3D. Why? Because in the end, it's, uh, the DNF one is really tough because it's, it's, it's uh, that eats on you. But this also really... Every day that I, that I can't train, I'm thinking like I can't maximize my performance. I uh, like I'm better than this. I've, I will have a shit performance. Uh, I don't get enough fun as a, as a, as I would Down, have. Downstream swim, though, mate. Downstream I know swim. downstream swim, <laughs> uh, but sometimes I I just find it hard to um, to put that uh, that aside. But also the then the apple distance that is growing probably as of next year because I have been thinking that probably. Next year is going to be my last year as a uh, triathlete. Really? What? And then you're going to go into full time Apple business? Um, not full full time, but slowly um, doing it more throughout the bit. I've been just over the last couple of months. I like triathlon, but I can't have the hyper focus what you have or what Christian Blumenfeld has. And then you are one of the top top athletes. Then you also have got a lot of athletes that train like 30 hours a week and will not make it as well. You know, they only will come in like fifth, fourth place. Um, and and they can't really make a decent amount of money to pay for the rent um, and all that. And there's two things that I find really hard is one thing is to solely focus on training. I'm always busy with doing other stuff. So, for example, the podcast, I like to coach a couple of people and, and see their progression. You know, that gives me energy. I just can't sit on the couch, the couch, uh, couch besides training. So I'd rather um, expand the business and work at the company and then just grind 20 hours a week and see how good I can be with that than not doing uh, e- either of any, you know? Just so when you say that. it might be your last year, you're still going to train, but you're just not going to yes. be racing as a, you might not race as a pro or whatever, or you, you know, you'll just say, yeah, you just play it by year kind of thing. Most likely. So either as a as an age grouper or maybe as a pro, I'll see what my level is. But I'd God, rather just Could you train. imagine as an age grouper, you'd clear up, mate? No, could you imagine? I think so. oh. Because I'd, 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 I'd be uh, working throughout the week, mate. I'd be working. You're working throughout the week now? Yeah, true. But uh, I don't know. I don't know. Is it... But the, the apples, it's fun, mate. It is fun because I'm literally driving on a tractor and uh, then I'm, I'm uh, it's calling. But also right now I'm looking for opportunities for next year, other places to go or, or uh, trying to work together with the government, you know, because it's um, going against food waste and all that. It's just, uh, it's, it's fun. It's fun. You, you, you've got your hands on in loads of pies, haven't you, there? You know, you've got you've got so many different options that you can go, like... Yeah, but I just think the that the triathlon for me, like full full time on the, um, it's just I just don't think I can do it. <laughs> like yeah, I find it hard. But but I've said it to you years ago, haven't I? Like two years ago already that I find it hard to. Uh, yeah. To hyper focus like that. Yeah. So, right on that note, what's next? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> on that note, what's next? Um, we can quickly talk that, uh, after the podcast last week, where we said that Taylor Nip is racing Kona is confirmed. We had the hot rim. Eh? What do you think? It's going to be a first Ironman and it's going to be probably the, the grimmiest Ironmans 
I, I think it's going to go against popular opinion, but I reckon doesn't make the podium, walks back some distance from the energy lab. People are going to say, what the fuck does So for know? the people that don't know who Terry Nip is, Terry Nip, young American. Is she coming from short distance? Yes, uh, right? Yeah, yeah. She races like uh, Olympic distance and all that. Yeah. You know, she's coming from short distance, Paris. went over to uh, to like the PTO kind of races. So that's two. What is it? 2K, 80K bike, 2K swim, and 80K yeah. run. And um, she's uh, pretty good at that. 70.3 world champion. So that's how she got Then she spot. did like a, a couple of halves, became 70.3 world champion. And that uh, gave her the qualification slot for Kona, the world championships long distance. And she is one of the big names on the list, but she is a rookie in... Um, in Ironman long distance racing, and Joe is going to give his unfiltered opinion as a really uh, long, old, worn, long distance, a bit, a bit draggled old triathlete. <laughs> With all his experience, he's going to reflect on the case and um, tell us what he's. Guessing. I think basically, yeah, like there's no question about her record over the seventy point three distance, and uh, she's always up there towards the pointy end at the Olympic distance. Great swimmer. She's definitely going to get out at the front, probably with Lucy Charles. Um, and then on the bike, I think she's going to put in a big buffer on the bike. I think she'll probably get off the bike at the front with a decent gap on all the others. We're talking but, five minutes, six minutes. Yeah, probably at least five minutes, probably, to be honest. Yeah. But the question will be, if there's others close enough to her, that it puts the pressure on the bike and she has to work harder, especially for that last hour where you go back through the lava fields in the heat of the day, I think that that could make her overheat because she's not used to doing the race in Ironman. She's the first one. And the heat there is different. Once you overheat, you can't cool back down, can you? And it just completely fucks you. You just lose so much. So it's really, yeah. you have to know how exactly how hard you can go and be quite experienced with it. And I can just see, I think if she if she gets on the, if she gets to that, the lava fields and she's got 10 minutes gap, she'll probably win it. If she If there's others that are fairly close to her, like when I say close, like within five minutes, getting off the bike, I see her pushing too hard at the start of the run and then walking back from the queen, from the energy lab, uh, for, will walk running it and maybe finishing four fifth, something like that. Um, but if she does get off the bike for like a 10, 12 minute lead, then obviously she's can be a lot more. She's the, the, the balls in her, her court, her side of the court then. So she can pace the run a lot better and she'll probably win it mm -hmm. to be fair. Um, but like when she did Dallas, which was the PTO race yeah. that was hot, similar to Kona, and she had to walk the run for bits of that. So, same you know. for a uh, what was that PTO race in Texas last year? Yeah, that was the one PTO oh, one that, in Dallas. Oh that yeah, was, yeah, that, that one. Yeah, that one was absolutely boiling. And um, yeah, but that's no, only after an eighty k bike and eighteen k run. Yeah, you know, yeah. and a lot of the people, all the other people that did that. Thinking of, of that Kona, by the way, I have been really tempted to go there because um, there's actually two things that I think the women deserve. Um, one of them is a triathlon mockery beer mile. I think they deserve a beer mile. Do you, do you think they deserve a beer mile? Yeah, that'd be good, wouldn't it? But I don't think they'll turn up to it though. All the what? beer miles I've done, there's only been one female pro turn up and race and that's Vanilla Language. She's yeah. the only one that's done it. Why do you reckon that is? I don't, I, I don't know. Maybe they're, maybe they're intimidated by uh, by me, by uh, by the blokes, 
the beers. They don't like maybe, beers. Maybe, maybe I, if we did. All right. Maybe then then downing a shitload of beers uh, real maybe hard and say, bourbon and farting and, and <laughs> that kind maybe of stuff. Maybe we'd have to say like a Prosecco one or something. I don't know. It's, it's not something. But Champagne. what about they always like to get dressed, you know, uh, for a party. What about getting dressed, doing high heel run with uh, uh, limoncello spritz or something or yeah, these uh, exactly. April spritzes? Be a different, be a different audience. If you did that, there'd be loads of women and hardly any men. Yeah, the, the the beer just puts them off, doesn't it? I mean, I don't think they, a lot of them really drink beer, and then they don't really like the thought of chugging it, do they? Um, yeah. So it's a shame. I, I reckon some of these women could absolutely smash it, but they just they don't put themselves out there in the race. They there has been some female age group athletes that have done it though. I reckon we've had at least five in total, six six in total. Crazy. From, but but uh, the female pros, yeah, they're absent. They were the, some of them have come watched but not taken part. But I've had I've had some um, I've had two female age groupers message uh, the triathlon mockery accounts saying um, if they're allowed to organize the triathlon mockery BMO. I said hell yes, let's go. <laughs> you know, uh, we course. need to get some merchandise for it, like some t-shirts and stuff that we can give out to some some of the stuff at these uh, yeah um, at these beer miles, don't we? But um, the other thing, yeah. So what is the beer mile? I think they, especially after Kona, they should be uh, a beer mile or a high heels Prosecco limoncello run, whatever. The other one is, at first I wanted to organize this one in Nice. And then I I, I contemplate my thoughts for a second. I thought, no, no way. No, 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 no. It was the underpants run. Because I, I forgot that Nice was men only. Oh yeah. <laughs> so then, <laughs> that's why it's probably wasn't organized in Nice. It's going to be yeah. it's looking a bit odd. That would uh, look like a gay pride event or something. Which is, I, I, I mean, if it were one, I would be. I have been to the gay pride in Amsterdam. It's flipping awesome. But um, with a lot of triathletes, and I don't know, just not my thing. But I did think Encona could be pretty fun. <laughs> yeah, I bet that's more your crowd. <laughs> I mean, is there, there, if, if you if you reflect back on on Nice and then thinking about the past years in Kona and all the tradition that was there in Kona, didn't you think that's what what you missed in Nice? One yeah, thing it, what I found really disappointing was the uh, expo expo. Oh, the expo was flipping terrible. Yeah, I thought it was going to be really good because I thought a lot oh, of companies stands. would think it was cheaper to to get there and. Yep. Uh, Men normally spend more money on stuff like that. So I thought they would think, oh, right, there's going to be a lot of men racing. They're the ones yeah. that generally spend more money. Uh, it's a lot cheaper to get to Nice. I thought it was going to be awesome. It was like, what, five five stat, five companies in there? Yeah, Probably yeah. Like that. that was yeah, pretty sad. The other thing what I found missing is just the, the, the uh, you know, the, this kind of stuff. Underpants run, yeah, obviously you're not going to do it with 2,000 blokes, but all these little events that made the whole week. You had normally in Kona, you've got this 10K run, haven't you? That's true. Yeah, they had that in Nice. I saw that. Had they had a 10K run? Yeah, there? yeah, or something. Yeah, because when I was coming back on the bike from a bike ride uh, the day before the race or two days before, I, we, we, we saw them all running. Uh, I think it was like two days before, something like that. What yeah. about the practice swim? There's always a practice swim. In, practice swim, yeah, in, but it was... In, it was in, in Kona, the, the buoys are, are there for maybe already... 15 months beforehand whereas in nice two days before you couldn't even see a flip yeah movie. that was Nothing. that was shit because you'd want to swim around, you want to swim around the course um uh, so imagine that was... how shit it's going to be in kona then next year when there's just all blokes there as well it's not going to be the it's just not the same is it this it's is going not, to be now isn't it there's there's adam and eve you need balance in life 
in order to um yeah to create um uh, it's just better um, they just need to have shame. that is such a shame actually thinking about it now for Kona next year yeah it's just going to be all blokes there isn't it like yeah and it's also all right for a for a couple of beers in a bar and to have a proper chat, but I don't know. It's not really. It's just a, not the same. Party. It's not the same. The underpants run is not the same. The practice swim. Um, it's just uh, women bring a great uh, aspect to uh, the dynamics of uh, trial. So you're tempted to go out there. I am tempted to go out there to try and balance it out. <laughs> so what? Well, how serious are you? Like, are you actually like can't no, like close, you've looked not, at flights? No, no. Oh, you're not. Dude, you're not. This like... is way too expensive for a flipping underpants <laughs> run and a beer mile. <laughs> I'm doing a lot, but I'm not doing that. Um, just get your brother's mate to just juice them apples. You need yeah. they need to expand. No, but I'm. Uh, um, I am curious though whether this Kona World Championship Series is gonna be is gonna involve the underpants run, the 10k run, the practice swim, a big expo. Um, I'm just uh, wondering how they how they could. Then maybe in the future they they would be better off saying, "All right, we're gonna mix the the male and the females again." But what we're doing is the pros and age group, for example, uh, at 20 to to 35 this year in Kona and next yeah. year in Nice and just alternating with the age groupers but not that's separate the men from the women yeah you know? if they're going to do I, it that's how they should do it should, should be like certain age group certain age groups or yeah. whatever uh, yeah so the pensioners can go with the pensioners to Hawaii on a nice little lovely trip and then uh, we'll just alternate the years with the age groupers i don't know something like that i mean just it would dynamic be dynamic missing in the sport yeah it'd be good if the race went to different places all the time but you actually kept the men and women at the same event. It's everyone there. I mean, you wouldn't have a world champs. Could you imagine in like different sports where, you know, cycling or athletics, where the men's world champs is like bloody Budapest, like it was this year. And then they say, oh yeah, the women's world champs. Yeah, is but I, like I don't really time. think you can compare in that aspect triathlon with uh, any other sport. Um, we are, we are, ra- amateurs are racing amongst the pros in a triathlon event, whereas there are no amateurs racing the Tour de France after the pros on the same day, you know? Um, so yeah, I don't but think they don't, compare that. they don't Maybe. separate, they still don't even separate them, even when it's like that, and it would be so much easier to, yeah. So it's yeah. even more crazy that they, they do it like in, in, yeah, triathlon. I think you're just missing one of the best aspects of the sport, you know? Uh, yeah. Have we, uh, what? I've got got? a couple of things, what I've seen. One of them could be classed as an Instagram post of the week, although it wasn't on Instagram. It was on a book, what I I, uh, read. Um, Did you read the book or did you listen to the book? I listened to it. I listened to it. I can't read, mate. Why do you you try to be a smartass and say you're you're reading a book? (laughs) It makes me sound intellectual. Everyone knows I can't read. I haven't got a fucking clue. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> I can't even read my own name. Like, of course I do. Do, do, like, do we? Do you have? Have you got the patience to read a book? Like, oh, it's a nice Sunday afternoon. I'll just sit in the garden and read a little book. What do you think? Like, do you? <laughs> <laughs> no, <laughs> I listen to it. Uh, it's like yeah, it's like someone's reading me a story. <laughs> <laughs> Fair enough. Going in. So and, you uh, read a book? Yeah, <laughs> and that was. Uh, in it was there was a bit in it, it was Alex Dowsett's book that had just come out and I saw it and I thought oh, I'll just see if there's an audio book of that and it was I was like sweet I'll I'll give that a go while I'm out cycling now my favourite pension has moved up to Sheringham and I'm on my lonesome 
uh, it'll be like I've got someone talking to me for five hours while I'm while I'm riding. <laughs> that's that's like a sign of loneliness, isn't it? Like if you're yeah. that lonely that you need someone to talk to you in a book like for five hours while you're out riding, you know? Yeah. Um, so and in it, like he was riding for Katusha at the time, and he said he'd done the Tour de France for Movistar, but he didn't finish because he had a crash, so he had DNF. So then they said to him, "You've got the option of doing. We want you to do the Tour de France this year, but you haven't raced because you've been injured." So we want you to go to the Dauphiné, which people don't know. It's like a nine-day stage race. And it's only it finishes probably two and a half weeks before the start of the Tour de France. Yeah. So fairly close. And it's really mountainous. So it's pretty hard. So normally people would probably do that. I guess they'd be in a bit of the K-hole after they finish. That. Yeah, some of the some of the, 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 the top climbers use that as a prep to test their uh, fitness for yeah. the Tour. So he was like, brilliant, I'll do that. And then I'll go to the Tour. It'll be perfect. And they were like, oh, no, 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 no. After that, we want you to go to this other stage race, which was like a five or a six-day stage race. What? And he's like, yeah, I think it was. It might have even been longer. And then they were like, he was like, oh. And then they were like, and then we want you to do the national TT champs, which were like two or three days before the start of the tour. And he's like, but I'll be fucked before, <laughs> yeah. uh, before I even get to the start of the tour. And they're like, <laughs> yeah, but we want you to, you need to get more race days in. And he's like, yeah, but I'll, I won't have any energy to ride the tour. And they're like, no, no, no. You can only do the tour if you do all these. And obviously he wanted to do the Tour de France and thought that was his only chance. They were basically yeah. like, you need to be in the K-hole before you start the tour. Otherwise, we're not going to put you in it. So in the end, he had to do these races, like these other stage races and time trials and stuff, just so he could start the tour. And then like he finished the time trial. He said he was, he actually won the national champs TT. Um, and before that, he was at the, when he was at the other stage race, I think he got third or fourth in the TT and like, he was just behind Primoz Roglic and some other ones, and they were. And then he told them, oh, they're do he's doing the Tour de France." And they're like, "What you doing the Tour? That's crazy! You must <laughs> yeah. be mad!" And he's like, "Yeah, that's what my team said. <laughs> they want me to do it." But anyway, he did the TT, the National Champs. He managed to win it, and then like a day or two before the Tour, that, that must have been like three days before, and then like a day or two before the Tour, he's like, "I just felt fucked. I just wanted to sleep basically all day." And they're like, "You have to do a four-hour training ride today." <laughs> and yeah, and they were just like. <laughs> It was, uh, sounded like they killed, killed, were killing him. And then, like, basically, it was all right for the first 10 days of the tour, two weeks. And then it was, like, the last week was just, like, on his knees, um, just getting through it. But it was just a crazy story of just, like, proper old-school cycling, what you could imagine, you know, where they just, like, think more racing's better. And, like, there's some crazy stories in there. When, like, when was this? 2018, I think. 2018. It even that long ago. No, no, not that long ago. And like you read it and you think some of these world tour teams with the big budgets would be amazing and so well organized. But then yeah. when you hear some of the stuff that they get up to, it's just complete chaos and just absolutely crazy. Like some of the kit they used was so shit. He was getting some of his kit rebranded. Uh, so it looked like their sponsor's kit, but it wasn't actually their sponsor stuff because there's so many problems. And like they... Teams don't want to change. It's just crazy. Like you think, you think that they're using, they're all doing everything they can to use the best kit. And he was basically saying in there, like how shit and how badly organized some teams are, you know. Mm -hmm. And uh, unfortunately for him, one of the teams that he was on was uh, very disorganized and bad. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> all right. Yeah. Yeah. I sometimes hear the stories from uh, from Ida. For example, the, it it depends on what tour team. So he rides for Bora Hans Grohe, and next year he's going to ride for uh, Vina Kurov's uh, team. In, Astana. Uh, Astana. Yeah. Next year. <laughs> um, 
He's a sore point because I know a lot of Maybe Adrian's send were them to off. the Girona doctor. Yeah, they were. <laughs> yeah, he's going to sign up to uh, to the centre. Um, a lot, of, <laughs> a lot of people um, were kicking off about Vinikorov, weren't they, from Nice because uh, he won his age group, and they're saying, oh, like he should have been banned for life. He shouldn't be taking part." Like, what do you think about that? Like, because like he won his age group in uh, at the Ironman. Oh yeah, I. I um... That is a tough one to be honest, because um, I do share the 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 opinion that if you've been doping for uh, twenty years and uh, to the eyeballs, that obviously you're going to have apart from the advantage that you had from back in the days. Also, apparently, you've got this this will of I don't care what what anyone thinks. I'll just bend the rules and I don't care if I win at all cost um, mentality. Uh, and I don't like that. But also then on the other side, people do need a second chance. And um, it's not professional, isn't it? It's not for coins. No, so it's, it's not someone then yeah. not allowed to exercise for the rest of his life. Maybe um, he could take the honor to himself because I, you don't know what it's like. Maybe he's been training really hard, you know, 30 hours a week and he's training and he's, be- he's bettered his life and he's regretting that he's used doping in the past and he just thinks that he's an honest champion. He raced an Ironman, he won it, and he's an honest world champion. Or, um, I don't know, it's just it's just hard because there's nothing really to win. But I can see it from the other side because a medal gets taken away from you from someone that has been doping in the past. But, yeah, it's... Um, it's yeah. It's I think it, for pro sport, them. you would definitely say they should get a lifetime ban from pro sport. Yeah, yeah, really. for pro sport. But yes, like, for, but as an amateur, I mean, like if they doped twenty years ago and they said they're sorry, you know, and everything, it's like surely then they should be allowed to compete as an amateur, like mm-hmm. because it's not for money, it's not for anything like that. But then, yeah, I mean, I can see why some amateurs would get pissed off if they're racing in the yeah. age group because they're going to be like, well, he's fucking been doping for twenty years. Of course, he's going to beat me. Um, it's a very controversial subject, isn't it? And uh, Would you would you say so? um, Many people in the sports have, for example, suggested there should be a different uh, uh, category in sports for uh, transgenders or people that don't want to refer to a certain gender, men or male, uh, men or female. Do you also think then there should be a different category for everyone that has ever been caught with doping? They get put in that category. They can still race, but they'll be the best amongst the dopers. <laughs> yeah, but then I think you're kind of like glorifying like doping by giving them their own category, aren't you? A bit. Why glorifying you know, it? Because, because no one you're like giving them their own category. Yeah, but you know what? They'll end up doping to win the doping cat. <laughs> win the doping category. <laughs> yeah, well, let them. Let them. <laughs> yeah. There's nothing on the line, you know. Uh, yeah, if they no. have fun in their own category, then uh, it's uh, let everyone live their own life, you know. <laughs> uh, God knows. I mean, I, yeah, you could do anything. You could do that. Like, I wouldn't really care to be honest. Like, I just think it's, if you're doping and you're in the age group race, it's very sad, isn't it? Really? Yeah, it is very like, sad. It's very sad. But a lot of age groupers do it. Yeah. Yeah. And. Um, yeah, what's the uh, what's the bullshit buster then, Tom? We've got a nice one. I like this one. You can introduce the bullshit buster because you have got all the inside information. So, <laughs> I saw this I, while I was scouring through uh, YouTube. I came across a video, and it's uh, a professional triathlete. It's his first year as a pro. It's Is he professional? Mas- yeah, he's professional, mate. He's okay. uh, he's he's uh, he's going for it. Um, Matty Vites. Um, 
and he has got some big ambitions and his ambitions are basically to win the world champs and his plan in how he does that, what he says on this video is he wants to get his thresholds up really high. So for instance, in the pool, he wants to be able to hold 65 seconds per 100 metres for 1500 metres long course. Yeah. Uh, on the bike, he wants to have a 500 watt FTP. And on the run, he wants to have a 305 per kilometre FTP. So basically, he wants to be able to hold, he wants to be able to do a 64 minute half marathon, basically. That's what that adds up to. It's um, pretty spicy. Well, yeah, it's 16 minute, 15, 1500 metre long course time, a 64 minute half marathon runner and a 500 watt FTP. So probably pretty close to what Ghana would do for an hour record. Or 500 watt FTP. That is yeah, that's, that's that what is he's training for. disgusting, yeah. isn't it? That is absolutely sickening. Yeah, could you imagine 500 watt FTP? You're trying to sit on his wheel and he's just riding at 500 watts for literally 60 minutes. I mean, you'd be properly in the K-hole, wouldn't you? <laughs> in the K-hole? I wouldn't, even, no. I wouldn't even be able to hold this wheel for 10 minutes. I mean, yeah, he's doing tempo efforts and he's just riding like 400 watts for like an hour, just barely breathing. An hour, two hours, three hours. Like, it, it would almost be like back in the olden days when you were like in the old school cycling days when they were like doped up to the gills and they're like riding four in the big ring up the mountains and having to break for the climbs. Like you'd be out riding with him. You'd be like, Fuck, this guy's like an absolute machine. Like I went out riding with this old boy who was on a de-restricted e-bike and he was fucking me over, mate. I was totally in the K-hole. Like um, you could not come round him. He's riding 55 Ks an hour on the flat and, that thing just goes and goes. And I just imagine that this guy, if he got his FTP up to 500 watts, would be like a de-restricted like, e-bike, wouldn't it? It would just be like totally... Is it what he said, like, this is what I'm aiming to get up to? That's what he's aiming to get up to. And his plan and how he does it is basically he's broke it down. So he wants to... St he's starting off doing 30-second efforts at all these different paces. And then he's hoping that he'll do 45-second efforts at all these paces then minute efforts at all these paces and you get the general gist. It will go up to two minutes, five minutes, 10 minutes, 20 minutes. And eventually he'll be able to hold it for like, you know, at least 30 minutes, basically. Um, so I can't see how, I don't think it's going to work. That if you neglect a lot of other types of intensities of training and you don't train to where your threshold is now, you can't just suddenly say, I want to get a 500 watt FTP train 30 second efforts at 500 watts and then hope that you're going to be able to do a minute minute and a half and get there because there's so many other components of fitness like getting you know doing the tempo training actual threshold training to where you are that you can't just i don't Good believe base training to be going to be economically efficient at base he's doing some zone two stuff as well so basically uh, he does zone two but or he's not running two... 500 watts all day all night no no but the zone two stuff's like pretty but, fucking grippy mate. This training, like... it sounds more like if you're always doing so i wouldn't even call it vo2 max but almost narrow muscular um it's a highway to k-hole Highway to K-Hole, mate. Yeah, and his zone too, mate. It's like 260, 270 watts. So he goes out on the does bike. He, does he? Like... So he wants to swim like Michael Phelps. He wants to ride like Ganna. And he wants to run like <laughs> Mo Farah in like a year. He's got a pro <laughs> and, license. Has he got any any results that you and, already think like he's he's on his way? He's going to make Sam Laidlow look weak as piss. <laughs> and, and no shit. He says he's going to win the world champs if he holds them time. Just like, yeah. If I could hold them times, I could tell you I was going to win the world champ. Yeah. <laughs> like if I could ride 500 watts for an hour and I could fucking swim 16 minutes 15 for 1500 long course, I'd be thinking I'm going to fucking, I'm going to be like the top dog around here. I'll be fucking doing everything. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> like, uh, but his, I, I think his PB for 
for is what I've what I've seen for a seventy point three is four hours fifteen. But he's obviously got to be better shape than that. Like you know, I don't think that was a good race for him. But it is quite interesting his training philosophy, and I would definitely uh, urge you to have a look at the YouTube videos. Like he's on, like I say, he's on YouTube. That's how I came across him, Massey Vites, and uh, see what you is think. It, is it? Is it? It's not Michael Weiss. Uh, the former uh, uh, professional mountain biker that uh, used some... Uh, no, it's not him. No, it's not him. It's Matty Weiss. Matt Weitz, like I think Weitz. that's what he said. Is it W-E-I-T-Z? Yeah. But I, do you, I, I hope it works out for him. I hope it works. It'd be, it'd be brilliant, wouldn't it, to see him pushing 500 watts and just fucking lighting yeah. it up, wouldn't it, you know? Yeah, yeah, um, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, Did ho- you know I saw something... Hopefully it'll be in a few years' time, so I don't have to worry about holding on his um, wheel. Speaking of training Terminators, I saw something very, very, very odd on Strava today. It was a cycling ride from the Terminator, and it had the caption, long and too easy. And then he said, two low points in two days. I don't know if the low point is waking up with no boner, meaning you're overtrained or whatever. Um, It's starting to get to me. So he only did two hours at 235 watts. This is what he said. It's starting to get to me, did he say? Yeah, six hours at 235 watts. Too easy, way too easy. That actually still sounds like a pretty decent ride <laughs> like, I, would, I would say that was pretty solid six hours at 235 watts like you'd be, you know steady. you're like you're keeping the chain tight all day aren't you yes it's very steady yeah 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 but it's uh something odd have we got a bullshit buster that was the bullshit buster what we did this was the bullshit buster what's the instagram the post of the week the uh the book what i had the thing. What okay. what else does he say? Go back to the Terminator. What's the other low, low point? I hate to hear the Terminator going through low points. Like uh, he's not referring he, to anything. He's just saying two low points starting to get to me. He's not saying anything. What it is? This is the biggest trainer in the game. I I would like to see the Terminator and Matty Vites team up and try and get five hundred watt FTPs. Could you imagine like to inviting them to on a training camp? It's like I could either go out riding with Rasmus Svenningson. It's going to be five hours at three hundred and thirty watts. Or I've got to go out with the other Matty, and then I've got to ride 500 watts for as long as I can. Like, do, what's the better option? Like, do you know what I find the most impressive kind of rides? I'm just having a little look on Strava. Is this kind of stuff? So this is another ride, the 23rd of September. Long and easy grind under the trainer. Now, what do you reckon? So this Four is hours, trainer. 280 watts. <laughs> six hours <laughs> 260 average oh, it but, sounds and it's, it's not even on swift he's just literally looking at a stone wall and then just riding his mental toughness must be through the roof like i honestly don't know how he does it like I, I, me neither me neither i wouldn't be able to cope with him for a breakfast for a before breakfast run yeah i know totally yeah uh, totally agree like he's just He's just built different, isn't he, that boy? <laughs> yes, yeah. I find He's training for Ironman Portugal. He's training for Ironman Portugal. I spoke to him the other day. Okay. So. Um, that's it for this week's My Dogs. If you want to show us some uh, support, you can always um, head over to the uh, Patreon link in the description. Jody? Should, we should just say... 
the patrons do massively help us. Like there's uh, lots of costs in there. We have, we have only got a few patrons left, not many. Um, so we are still out of the cost of making the show because people think it's free to make it. It's actually costing money to make a podcast. I know. That's um, the crazy thing, isn't it? We've actually been on a losing streak with this. Uh, you know, um, our patrons, it's just crazy how we lost them all, isn't it? Like, I, best they, I guess they've gone over to how they trade, haven't do, they? Because we don't do extra shows. The thing is, we put all the work in, in ourselves. We could do extra shows if we just get other people to do it for us. That would be handy, wouldn't it? I, I'd like to invite Harry Clow, Harry Palmer, <laughs> Andy, Andy Horsfall-Turner, and uh, Trevor Foley, come and do our patron thing for us. Come and do our show. We'll put you on the, we'll put you on the main we'll one. We'll give you half you of the patron. patron money. We'll share yeah. the money with other professionals. <laughs> we'll, um, if anyone wants to come and do a patron-only show, we will share some of the money with you. It's a, it's a great <laughs> opportunity to make some money. <laughs> anyway, uh, thanks for listening, everyone. We'll be back uh, next week when we're going to have a pre-race look at the women's race of Kona. And we're going to do an extra show for the patrons or for everyone with Max Stapley, the patron-sponsored professional. We've got uh, no patrons. Gonna... There's no point doing a show for the patrons. No one will hear it. People have recorded it, but no one's going to listen to it. <laughs> um, but that will be the What's News one because we have got some hot traveling topics that we're going to discuss real quick. Um, but yeah, thanks for listening and uh, don't forget to rate the show. Jody, I'll uh, see you back next week or tomorrow. See you later. Bye-bye.